Welcome to AM Best Audio. Generative AI represents a game-changing artificial intelligence tool which allows insurers to combine artificial intelligence with human intelligence to enhance and amplify human abilities. AI platforms like ChatGPT can generate content and get answers quickly and at a higher level, improve our decision-making, problem-solving, and overall cognitive abilities. It's the subject of a just-released Salant report. I'm John Weber for AM Best Audio, and I'm speaking today to Andrew Schwartz, insurance analyst at Salon. Andrew, thank you so much for speaking with, with us it's today. It's great to be with you again, John. So, thank you. Andrew, what are the highlights of the report? Yeah, well, this was the second report in a series of reports that we've been producing on generative AI. And this report was titled Mitigating Risk to Realize Success. Obviously, it's quite clear that the proliferation of generative AI tools are very powerful. And while there can be forces for positive things, they also can lead to a lot of risks that happen both internally and externally to many insurance carriers. The whole crux of this report and the goal is really to help decision makers understand how to responsibly leverage generative AI and pursue innovation, but at the same time really protect themselves from external threats. Some of these threats being biases that occur, hallucinations with having outputs that are false and then leading to erroneous decisions, certain threats that can come from malicious actors who use these tools to create things like deep fakes or seemingly very realistic phishing emails or intellectual property violations. That's kind of an issue that a lot of folks have been concerned about. So really helping firms understand the risks that exist so they can leverage these tools, but at the same time also be able to defend themselves from any threats that they might face too. Andrew, one of the headlines in the report is generative AI tools launch a tsunami. What did you mean by that? Yeah, I mean, I think that the really bottom line is these tools are beyond the world of insurance going to change the way that we do business, the value that we as folks within the business world believe that's human and that that can be automated, whether you think that this is a Promethean moment or really just the extension of the development of AI, it's clear that with tools these powerful that are able to do so many things at scale and in such kind of a realistic way that There are a variety of things that we face, whether we want to use these tools or not. And there are consequences and implications really for any decision that we make, both active or passive. Are you surprised at how quickly ChatGPT in particular has been adopted, not just by the insurance industry, but society as a whole? I think it definitely is surprising about how these tools have really become part of the the zeitgeist, if you will, kind of the public, uh, the, the, the public sphere and the public realm. It's clear that the proliferation of ChatGPT, I believe it was the fastest growing 
user application in history for the first couple months. And I think the reason why it's become so popular and that it's grown so quickly is that never before has it been so easy for somebody who's a non-technical user to understand the value that these long, large language models can provide. So I definitely am a little bit surprised about how fast these tools have exploded, both in the business realm and the personal realm. But um, I don't think that it's going to subside anytime soon. Yeah, knucklehead like me can figure it out. And and I could have fed your I could have fed your report into Chat GPT or some other AI bot and asked it to come up with the questions for this interview. And it might have done as good or a good or better a job than me. <laughs> I don't know about that, but <laughs> so, they say that Chat GPT can do a uh, great job at doing a B plus job, but if you're really looking to, 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 to go beyond very good to excellent, that's where the human expertise comes in. Or we'd like to think that at least today. I, I like that analogy. So how do you think regulators will have to respond to generative AI, if at all? Well, I think regulators are going to have to respond to generative AI. And there in many ways is a deharmonization of regulation at this point in time. If you look at places like the European Union, they're one extreme. They are kind of a leading figure in AI regulation. They passed something called the AI Act, putting new restrictions on tech's riskiest uses and curtailing uses of facial recognition software, having someone like ChatGPT disclose more about data used to create the programs. And they are ruling with an iron fist. And I think it's pretty clear that if a organization violates these regulations, it can lead to very significant penalties. On the flip side of things, the U.S. has taken more of a sandbox approach. I mean, the White House has released some policy ideas for testing AI systems. And there was a bipartisan uh, call, I believe it was in the Wall Street Journal, between Elizabeth Warren and Lindsey Graham, two unlikely allies to regulate AI and have some kind of guardrails. So we'll see if Washington, in the midst of all of its dysfunction, can come together and try and make some legislation. But if you look within insurance, I don't see insurance or departments of insurance as being leaders on AI. These tools are very complicated, and I think that their stance in it will, in many ways, be much more reactive than proactive at this point in time, giving the complexity and rapid changes that are going on within this sphere. So where do you see the biggest opportunities for insurers when it comes to generative AI? Yeah, I mean, I think there are a variety of opportunities. Some that really stuck out to me were, first of all, personalized marketing through customer data analysis and behavior assessment. Generative AI can really help produce personalized marketing content and campaigns specifically tailored to distinct needs or interests of a potential or existing customer. And that's going to boost marketing efficiency, heighten customer engagement, probably increase the likelihood of prospect conversion into policyholders. Another area, and we identified really four within the report, I would say it's non-exhaustive, but they really stuck out to me, enhanced claims processing. Being able to use advanced pattern recognition, you can streamline the claims process through generative AI. And by comparing a new claim with past data, it might help to identify 
germane information, predict potential disputes, and suggest optimal claim settlement amounts, and also accelerate processing within the claims handling process, which is going to clearly benefit the insurer because they'll be able to process a claim more quickly and indemnify it and lead to improved customer satisfaction, which one would probably expect to lead to increased stickiness and policyholder retention. A third area that I think is cross-cutting is risk assessment. If you look at generative AI, it really excels at processing large data sets, including something like property data, weather patterns. That's certainly very topical at this point in time with all the natural catastrophe incidences, and that's probably not going to subside anytime soon, historical claims and customer information. And all of that really comes together to create personalized risk profiles for policy applicants. And what this may lead to is more precise underwriting decisions. That's going to enable insurers to provide more personalized policies and set more accurate premiums, which is clearly going to benefit both parties if they're able to assess risk in a more thoughtful and well-understood fashion. And then lastly, and this is more something that's happening, I think, in theory than practice, is fraud detection and prevention. We're seeing these tools as thought of as those that might be able to shine in helping carriers detect and prevent fraudulent claims by really analyzing historical claims data, looking at patterns both at the individual and organized level, and helping find those that are maybe a little suspicious. They can flag that to a claims adjuster, SIU unit, and that's going to help reduce leakage. But at the same time, since these tools lack an element of explainability in many ways. This is kind of a thorny issue because there is an onus upon the carrier to explain the methodology. So there's no kind of bias or discrimination. And that's something that's going to be very important. If you're going to be able to detect fraud, you need to explain why some claims were flagged and others weren't. Yeah. But on the flip side, Andrew, don't you think the fraudsters could be using these AI tools to commit fraud, whether it be in claims or underwriting or whatever? Oh, absolutely. I think that it's a major issue in, in many ways. These generative AI tools and large language models are a double-edged sword because if I was somebody who was within an SIU unit, I would probably be having a lot of trouble sleeping at night to be candid with you, John. If you look at the deep fakes that are able to create realistic images or forgeries, maybe fake photo evidence of a vehicle's damage in a personal or commercial auto situation, that's going to be something that's not only highly realistic, but it's going to be difficult for even the savviest folks to be able to detect that something's a deep fake. I mean, just as an aside, it was super interesting that the Netherlands government had a call with what they believed was the Ukrainian parliament. And this was an hour-long call. The Dutch National Security Organization was not able to detect for that entire hour-long call that it was a complete defake and that it was Russian operatives who were doing that. So if one of the most savvy, sophisticated, developed nations, regulatory uh, and security bodies is not able to detect that, then I don't know how much hope we have either. Incredible, isn't it? So everybody I talk to about AI and insurance says it's not going to take away jobs. It's going to enhance jobs. But I got to tell you, Andrew, I, I'm 
I don't think I'm buying it. Uh, th this this technology feels very very different than everything prior to it. What are your thoughts? Well, I would tend to agree with you, John. It is probably unfair to say, and maybe not even truthful to say that these tools will not have any implications on jobs and definitely the skills that are required. If you look at marketing divisions, I'm sure that there's going to be a reshuffling in what's actually needed from human beings, given the fact that these tools are able to create content at an unprecedented rate and in a way that is solid and is able to get the message across at scale. So that's an area where there clearly might be some loss of job. In addition, if you look across the insurer, given the fact that these tools are in many ways offering the potential to process claims more quickly, they're able to synthesize both structured and unstructured data and pull that in, I'm sure there are going to be less of a need for folks uh, to be doing the kind of jobs that AI is able to do. I mean, it might be a bit duplicitous. So there definitely are going to be some jobs that are lost. I think at the same time, if you look at roles that require data synthesis and data analysis and folks that are able to understand the information that might be provided by these tools, there might also be some job creation. So having uh, data literacy skills. And also there's a new area called prompt engineering, where you're able basically to put guardrails around these tools and get it to achieve the outcome that you're looking for. Those probably are going to be areas where there might be some gains, but I'm sure there'll probably be more losses than gains if we're being perfectly transparent here. And lastly, if you look at coding, a lot of these tools are really, really solid, not only at creating code, but also finding bugs within code. So a lot of coding jobs probably also will not be necessary because of the fact that these tools are able to do coding at a rate that probably can't be replicated by even the best human beings. So Andrew, what do you see as the future of AI and insurance? Yeah, I think AI and generative AI is at its early innings. I think we're going to be seeing a massive amount of growth in the capabilities that these tools offer. I mean, it's crazy, John, that I believe ChatGPT came out at the end of last year, really, and it's only been nine months, and there's already been a massive amount of changes that have happened already. So we're in the early innings. I think it remains to be seen what the regulators do. I expect it to be more reactive than proactive, but at the same time, we're going to start to see, I think, some public use cases by year end to understand what insurance carriers are doing in a material and concrete way with these tools and we'll be able to see the results as well. I think looking around the corner, we're going to start to see more uses and use cases and really understand the true impact both from a fraudster and leakage perspective, but also from how carriers are using this to achieve efficiencies. I mean, just zooming out a little bit, if you look at the fact that we were in a inflationary environment and uh, there had been very low participation in the stock market and the NASDAQ, I believe, had its best uh, first half of the year since the 1980s in the wake of an inflationary environment. 
I think a big reason is because investors are really betting on the fact that these tools are going to create great, great synergies and great efficiency improvements and great uh, kind of boons to profitability within the financial services industry. So I don't think you can discount about how, how many smart minds within the business world are believing that these tools are going to be absolutely transformative. Well, I tell you where I do agree with you. Early innings, I like that analogy. I, th- I think we're at the top of the first with one out, maybe. So, <laughs> Andrew Schwartz, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Thank you. It's been a pleasure as always. That was Andrew Schwartz, an insurance analyst with Salent, and I'm John Weber for AM Best Audio. Looking to get the attention of the insurance industry? We have the platforms to do just that. Whether it be AM Best TV, AM Best Audio, Best Review Magazine, or Best Day. Find out more by contacting our Advertising Services Business Development Team at 908-882-1706.